You are listening to the Freelancer Codex, a podcast brought to you by the Shut Up and Respawn Network. Welcome everybody to episode 131 of the Freelancer Codex podcast, the longest running some podcast out there, something, something, something. I'm your host, Steve, along with my two co-hosts. We've got Mike and we've got Devin with us, and we have a special guest joining us today for episode 131. We have Rick Tone with us. Rick, thank you. I guess Rick, I, 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 I shouldn't call you Rick for short because that doesn't make sense. You can. Uh, okay. I, I will call you Rick for short. Yeah, anything. <laughs> so, th- so thanks for joining us. You have, we've been connected on Twitter for a really long time um, since you've been a follower of our show and I've been listening to the stuff that you've been putting out and you are a huge proponent of Stadia. Yep, Stadia. <laughs> and the three of us have very S little word. experience with it. The S right, word? Right. It's, it's not a, ba- <laughs> in, it's not a bad gaming. word, though, I hope. <laughs> no, no. Once you know it, no, no. After this so, podcast, it'll be great. Very cool. So we figured we'd bring someone on that actually knows what they're talking about. Um, Stadia did a uh, Stadia Connect earlier this week, and we wanted to have someone with a little bit more expertise on the show to talk about it. Right. Uh, kind of educate us a little bit, and we promise not to like try to slam Stadia too hard, right? No, so no, that's... no. Nope. I'll take it. I'll take it. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Don't hold any punches. All right. So we really appreciate you joining us and hanging out with us. I think we're going to have a lot of fun. So, right. Yeah. Um, so at the top of the show, first of all, um, to all of our listeners out there, if you want to write into the show, of course, you can always do that on at freelancercodex at gmail.com. Shoot us an email if you have questions, comments, concerns. Do that there, and we would love to have your email read on the show. And we would love to thank our patrons. Um, we always like to thank uh, Julius, Nathan B., Michael R., Trent B., Man and Still, Scout69, Dragonheart76, Jeffrey H and the gameplay experience. We really appreciate your support. It helps, um, it helps pay the bill. So we, we really appreciate that. If you would also like to help support the show, you can do that at patreon.com slash freelancer codex. But right now there are probably more important things you can do with your money. So do not support us if it puts you into any type of hardship. Um, but if you can afford it, hey, afford it. Well, I don't want people to like to go into debt or anything. That would this just is, be rude. This is how you support us, but please don't support us right now. <laughs> you know, I've never been real good at promoting the show. Like, why change now after 100? I tell you what, if you, if you like what you hear, then, then promote us. And we will take it and we will love it. And you know what? That's it. We appreciate you. I mean, and if, if you can, if you, t- you just you just say I, you, it. You okay, don't say it, but don't do it. You're a better hype man. If if you can't afford to do it, then you can um, support us by retweeting or sharing the show or loading it onto all your family's phones without them knowing. And we'll still get the <laughs> downloads and that'll help also. So do it that way. Also, this Monday, we have an interview going up. Uh, Mike and I were able to sit down with Fernando Mello of Double Blit Games. Fernando is a developer working on several games. But the game we talked to him most about was a game called Game Director Story. And that's a game where you play a game director and you're trying to get a game made with a team and you're trying to manage crunch, manage um, producers, and manage manage all the fun stuff that happens when you're developing a game. So it's a fun game. You can actually get that demo on Steam right now. I think you can still get the demo. Or it might have been, it might have been pulled down until for a little bit longer because it was part of the um, Steam summer game demo extravaganza where they had like 900 different game demos on there. So... Um, that interview will go live on Monday. Um, I think we had a good time, Mike. We had a good time, right? It was Talking a good interview. Fernando. Was a good interview. Fernando's a pretty chill guy. 
Um, it was really cool to hear him talk about the impetus of the game that they're developing and why he did it and just kind of the, the things that go on behind the scenes and kind of, it's definitely a different, a different game, a different type that we're used to here on the show. We usually go FPS and things like that, but, but this one is definitely different. I think it might be one that is, that could be very needed at this point because it really focused a lot on how to treat people and, and maybe even a little bit of introspection, how you kind of treat yourself and the things that you are, um, the things that you really believe and the things that you are willing to do. So I think it's, I think it's good. I think it might be a good time for everybody to kind of look inside and see how they decide to treat people and see how people decide to treat them and, and how they treat themselves. So it's definitely check it out um, by Double Blit Games, Game Directory Story. Um, check it out on Steam. And um, yeah. yeah. And Fernando's a veteran of the industry. He's been in the industry for more than 20 years. He worked at Bioware for 12 of those years working on Dragon Age mostly, touched uh, Mass Effect here and there. Um, show me on the doll where you touched Mass Effect. But um, yeah, so it was a really good interview. All right, so let's go ahead and start into what we've been playing. And um, Rick, I would like to know like what you've been up to gaming-wise. All the stuff that you've been doing, what you've been playing, or anything else you want to talk about. Okay, cool. Um, I've, been, I've been back in Destiny 2, honestly. Um, I guess the whole season pass model that they've been doing, I guess that's kind of like brought me back in. So I'm like, I don't want to miss out, but this is kind of before the delay. I don't, I don't want to jump to that news, but I was like, oh man, I, let me get this done before September. But if I knew that, I wouldn't have been grinding so hard. But because um, I do have a backlog of games. Um, people say, it's, that's one of the things people say, there's not a lot of games on Stadia, but um, honestly, the, I have a backlog right now. So I've been playing Destiny 2. Um, I've been finishing up Borderlands 3. Um, what else? My and Red Dead uh, Redemption Two. I've been in that uh, knee deep. It's like I love to just escape. Sometimes <laughs> I just feel like I'm in the wild, wild west. But um, yeah, I would say those three games. That's what I've been playing. Well, that's cool. Red Dead is a very that's a long game. That's like yeah. hundreds and hundreds of hours. You got to jump yeah. into that game to play. So very cool. It's always nice to tackle your backlog. So. Um, so we'd like to say um, hey to KDT and SJ in the chat. Thanks for hanging out with us. So, Devin, I know you've been doing a lot of stuff. You were telling us free, um, just recently how bad you were doing at um, Halo 3. So what have you been up to yeah. gaming-wise? Gaming-wise, so, you know, I'm uh, streaming. I just do Battlefield on Monday. So I've been playing that. That was a lot of fun. And they just put out a new, you know, Halo 3 just came to PC. So I was playing that. Got worked. <laughs> <laughs> pretty good but uh is it is um is the pool is the player pool mixed now so if you're on no, xbox you're playing against play. people okay so it's not so you weren't getting destroyed by people on keyboard and mouse no no i was getting destroyed by people who play the master chief collection on xbox like exclusively way more than based you on, based on their rank and everything else was yeah so i mean and it's something that uh, i've talked about before with my friends and stuff who play swapping back from all the different halos um because when you like we select turned them all on and so it just moves you throughout the different ones it is really hard when the buttons are different for every halo yeah but you can go in there and change it and set it up i just haven't been bothered to do that um because usually i just select that one halo and only search in there and then that's it but so that was definitely rough and it was even rough going back to halo 5 after that because I, you know, I was all messed up on which button does what, but 
So that was that was a little rough, but it's still fun. Uh, I've been playing Rocket Arena with my kids. Oh, you have been playing Rocket Arena. Yeah, because I have uh, Origin Access Premier, so I got that. You know, as part of the subscription, and and uh, he, you know, my middle son loves playing it. He always wants to keep playing it right now. So, he's having so a good I, time. I, so I have watched nothing about Rocket Arena. So can you give us a quick overview? Yeah. So I mean, it's basically a hero shooter. They have ten shooters or heroes, right? They have different skills, but they're all shooting rockets. The big difference is you're not trying to to kill the person, but it's kind of like you know, uh, Smash Brothers or different fighting games where the more you hit them, the more damage they take, and then eventually they get knocked out, right? Oh, that's interesting. And so on their meter, like when you're hitting them with rockets and stuff, uh, as it builds up, no matter where they are, so you can not you can save yourself sometimes when you get knocked off the map because you can rocket jump and, and different things as you're playing. Um, but when you get reach that max level, it automatically KOs you and knocks you out, you know. Uh, the one he really likes playing is where you're capturing like a mega bomb or whatever. And it's basically like King of the Hill. You have to hold the spot in the middle and it's all contested. Uh, and then when you hold it for long enough, you get a mega bomb and it's like first to five wins basically. So he enjoys doing that. And, uh, it is cross play, but I haven't purchased it on, uh, on the consoles yet because I mean, I don't need to purchase it when he right. can just play it on there. So he's just playing it on a computer, but I'm sure I'm going to have to purchase it on probably my other, on both my Xboxes so that, cause they all want, all my kids want to play it. So, and that'll be fun for the other team when they get to go up against three kids and just... just oh, that'll be great. Work them over. <laughs> or your kids yeah. will just get really, really good at the game and they'll work yeah. other people over. I don't know. It's like my son, he likes to play... He wakes up early, my youngest, and plays Sea of Thieves when he's playing Arena. And then some days he's like, I can't play anymore. Why won't he let me play? Because he, he'll, like, quit out, you know, on just people, oh. like, all the time. He just quits out. I was like, so you stop quitting so you get banned. You can't play. And so now he's staying in there all the time. And I try and tell him, you can't, you can't drive the boat. All you do is fix <laughs> stuff, bail water, and try and fight people, right? <laughs> and so, because um, he'll just, you know, take, take the steering, you know, the helm and ram us right into an island or to another boat. And you're like, what the crap just happened? <laughs> but that's what kids are supposed to do, right? Man. They love yeah, it. Yeah, no, they, they love that stuff. And it's, it's hard staying frustrated with them when they're having a good time. And I'm just like, okay, they're having a good time. This is not like it's just my competitive nature. Like I do not like to lose at stuff, and then so I'm really? like, "Why are you doing this? Why are you being this way?" And so I just have to be like, "I can play one game with you, and then I can't play with you anymore." And that's it. And then <laughs> I'm done. It's game time. Sj in the Sj in the chat wants to know if you think that a Rocket Arena or Rocket Rocket Race Rocket whatever it's called. Rocket. Um, do you think it's worth forty dollars? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely fun. I mean, um, if you have EA access, you can get it for cheaper. It's $30 on Xbox. So with if you have EA access on Xbox, it's like $27. You get that 10% discount or whatever. But I was looking on Xbox to see if they had like a little trial, but they didn't. So <laughs> um, so that's why I just didn't let them play it on computer. But Isn't it coming to Game Pass? Did I, did no, I read that? Am uh, I... It was on EA it's on their stuff because it's published by EA, but I mean, if it does, it's definitely worth it. I mean, it's a lot of fun. They have multiple modes and they're continuing to add modes and they do updates almost on a daily basis right now because they're getting a lot of feedback and everything else from their players and community. And um, I mean, it's been fun what I've played. It's definitely different in the fact that, you know, you're knocking people out and, and uh, it's fast paced and you can choose, you know, I, I don't really like hero based shooters because 
I prefer to like pick up weapons on the map and everybody has the same opportunity and because abilities really frustrate me. Yeah. And that's why I hate Spartan abilities like, you know, ground pound or whatever, but I mean, I deal with them, but anyways, I digress. <laughs> so, so Mike, what have you been up to since Devin's been up to a lot? What have you been doing? <laughs> so I, um, as everyone knows, I've kind of been in a, at a loss for stuff to jump into just because of timing and things. So I actually, instead of trying to find something new, I went back to Minecraft Dungeons. I had beaten the first um, stage, I guess. So that when you beat it on adventurer mode, everything opens up into, I forget what the mode above it is called, hardness one. I don't know. It's, it's got a weird, it's, I mean, it's leveled, right? Kind of like, uh, kind of like Diablo was, Diablo 3. And so you just go through and you start playing everything again and you start, you know, chasing those higher numbers, gear with bigger bigger, better stats and trying to find those builds that work. And, you know, you go through the same levels, but, but it's okay. It's different because it's harder. Um, the, there's been DLC that has opened up, which has been fun that we've been playing. Um, jungle jungle yeah. expansion, is that what it's called? The jungle expansion is open. Um, um, and then um, the winter expansion is coming soon. So, I mean, and it's, it's been fun. Like it's not, it's not terrible. Um, we get the boys and I, we get to still, you know, grab hold of Minecraft that they love and they love creating and they love going through that world and building houses and things. And so this is just a more kind of focused, right? Let's go defeat some bad guys and get some loot and shoot the chickens and all that kind of stuff that you get to do. So, I mean, it's not terrible. It's fun. It's, it's low key enough to where, I mean, it doesn't take up a whole lot of the day. You can go and, and run a dungeon Although some of the dungeons can get pretty long, um, you know, 20, 25 minutes kind of thing, which seems kind of long when you're, you know, have just a few minutes before dinner that you're able to play. So And you're playing with eight-year-olds. <laughs> you're playing with, with, with eight-year-olds. Eight and, <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and they just, yeah. So using those abilities, helping them pick the right abilities and putting them in the right slots and making sure they heal at the right time and making sure they have a healing totem also. You know, it's just... It's just fun starting those those kind of dungeon crawlers kind of things that they kind of help them learn how to min max stats. So yeah. Minecraft dungeons, that's what we've been doing. Very cool, very cool. So real quick, so we can get into the news, I will just talk about a couple of things that I've been doing. So I finished the Titanfall two campaign. I mean that campaign is super short; it's only about five hours. Recently, it was on sale for eight dollars on um, Steam, so that was like a no brainer. Titanfall two is like one of the it, it is one of the probably one of the best campaigns that I have played in a really, really long time. And that's probably because it did not overstay its welcome. It didn't try to do more than it set out to do. And they're like the set pieces that Respawn made for Titanfall 2 are amazing. Like I've, I was always a fan of Titanfall 2 just because of the Titans. And, you know, calling down a Titan is like one of the coolest things you can ever do. And like anytime they're like, uh, prepare for Titanfall. It's just, it's cool. Their robots are cool. Um, their multiplayer is like a little bit too fast to me for me. Um, but yeah, like the campaign is awesome. I mean, I, I recommend anyone that has not played the Titanfall 2 single player campaign to next time it's on sale or whenever it's on sale, or you might even have it through one of the, you know, it was probably given away for free at some point. Like go play the Titanfall 2 campaign. It has one of the coolest level designs. It's only like the third level. So it's really quick. And it, I mean, the BT is is voiced by Optimus Prime. So it's really hard to pass up on that. Like the voice acting is really good. Matt Mercer is the main character. Like I think his voice acting is probably the weakest part of the game. He doesn't 
it's very flat. It's probably just the way that he was directed because Matt Mercer does a lot of really good voices. But yeah, the campaign was amazing. Like had a lot of fun doing that. Got to do it on stream, super short. So I recommend that to anybody. And then I, I don't know if you all have heard about this. There was like a, the Devolver Digital um, showcase that they did a while ago. I think it was on Sunday. They actually put out like a, a game on Steam where you go through the, through the conference center and you kind of see like a bunch of different of their booths and stuff that would have been set up for E3 if it was actually there. So this was actually, it's, it's pretty interesting. It's first person. You go through, you solve a couple of puzzles. You find a couple of the like booths that they have. They're showing off their carry-on game and the other games that they have there. Um, I was playing it on my PC and it's really interesting that it does not let you invert the controls on controller. So I was <laughs> unable to play it with my controller. So I played it on with keyboard and mouse. And I actually ended up getting motion sick because there are a lot of different screens in the game and they're all moving. And it actually made me motion sick. I don't know if I'm just like getting weak in my old age that I can't handle playing games anymore, it's but true. I got motion sick. So I had to stop. <laughs> um, but it's, it's like, it's a super interesting marketing thing, like to just like make a game and say, Hey, here's this. Um, so that, that was kind of interesting. Then I played a game called West of dead, West of dead. Like the best way to describe it is if Hades and dead cells had a baby in the old West that would be West of Dead. So it's a rogue-like shooter, a twin-stick shooter, where that you go through and you dungeon crawl, you die, you go back to the beginning, you go in, you collect souls, you level your guy up so that you can get farther and farther into the dungeon crawl. It's a really interesting game. The main character is voiced by Ron Perlman, which is kind of interesting. And like the art style is, it's, it's cel-shaded. It's got that isometric view. It's very dark though. Sometimes like when, where there's cliffs, it's all blacked out. And a lot of the levels blacked out. So sometimes you end up rolling off cliffs accidentally just because it looks like the different level, the same as the other level. It's actually a really fun game. It's really quick. I think it's actually available on Game Pass right now. Um, I don't know if it's available. No, I think it's available on PC and on console. Um, but that's a pretty fun game. So if you have Game Pass, go check it out. We put some video up if you want to see how it plays. We just have some gameplay of it, no commentary that you can go watch and see if that game is interesting to you at all. So... That's West of Dead. That's Devolver. I, I played a bunch of other demos on stream, but we don't we don't have to talk about those. We can talk about those later. So, All right. I think we need to get into the news because we have a lot of Stadia stuff, stuff to talk about that uh, Rick is going to tell us about. But first, we need Keanu to introduce the news. All right. I got to talk to you about something. <laughs> I love this part. <laughs> All right, Rick. So this Sunday, Stadia, it was Sunday, right? They had the, was it Sunday or Monday? No, I forget what day uh, it was. It was Tuesday. Yeah, I'm way off. So it was <laughs> Tuesday. Was, it was way bad. Samsonite. Yeah. And Stadia had their Stadia Connect. Would you like to walk us through what was shown, um, what things we should be excited about, and just kind of give us like your overall take on, you know, I, I don't want I don't want to say sell us on Stadia, but just kind of tell us why you are excited about Stadia. Okay, so I'll touch on the Connect, I guess, real quick. So the Connect, okay. it was uh, it was basically fifteen games that they introduced. They um, there was a lady at the beginning. She kind of introduced Stadia. You know that it's free. That's one of the misnomers. People people probably think like there's a paywall. There is no paywall. It's absolutely free. Um, what makes it a console is kind of a hybrid where you can use your browser, but where it's a console is if you integrate with the Chromecast Ultra and with the, they have a proprietary uh, controller. 
So that's that's the only way it's really a console because technically you never even have to use that. You can just use it through the Chrome browser or you could use it on your phone and it's open to any phone. Uh, there's Maybe there's like about 30 phones that are really uh, officially supported, but you can go to another tab to the menus that you can open up to use any phone except iOS devices right now. That's, I know that's a big <laughs> bummer, but yeah. I think that has more to do with Apple because it has Stadia has a store, so they don't like other stores in their store. No, so Apple definitely big, likes to get their cut. <laughs> yeah, Apple, you know, they dominate that. So, but other than that, you can pretty much play it anywhere. But uh, with the Connect, it was um, they introduced Orcs Must Die three, and that came out that day. That's the great thing about Stadia that once it's released, you just play it, no downloads, no no patches, nothing. So people were playing that while it was going on. Um, Outcasters, that's a game from, um, I think it's a studio working with Google. It's kind of like a kitty, it's like a kitty game. It, it looks like pinball, honestly, almost. Not, not, not my type of game, but um, I guess for casual audience or kids, it'd be great. Uh, Super Bomberman R, I think that's already out. I never and, um, played that. And game. they actually spent a lot of time on their conference going over Super Bomberman R. Yeah, I I mean, it's not my forte, but I know there is a good following for that. And um, the thing with that, Stadia-related, it's up to 64 players. So that that's going to be interesting. That's, I mean, anything yeah, can so, happen there. Bombs yeah, and 64 and I, people. And I did think it was interesting because – like I, I assumed when I when I was watching that when they said it would be sixty four players that it'd be sixty four players all at the same time, but it kind of goes like, hey, there's this number of people on this map, and then you kind of see all the other people playing right. off to the playing. side, and the people that end up like winning that round, they'll get like swapped over to people, and they'll be hooked up that way. So I did I did think it was be it would be interesting to see like, hey, what would happen if you had sixty four people placing bombs? Um, <laughs> but it's kind of a different game, so. Right, a little bit right. different than that. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's one, one of them. Um, one Hand Clapping, that's in early access. That's actually a game that uses your voice. I've seen that on stream. It's pretty amazing. You, you can make low notes or high notes. That's just, I mean, you got to be brave to stream that because people are going to hear like your notes. But <laughs> that's yeah. one. Um, 2K21, that's going to be NBA 2K21. That's a day and date game. That's a big thing, too, with Stadia. Sometimes we get games later on be the new platform so and you hear that a lot in the community like day and date people they hang their head on that being able to say it's coming out at the same time which is right. a good strategy you want to be taken seriously if you're trying to make games in 2020 um dead by daylight um i think i think i played that before you know zombie type games uh pubg season eight they kind of touched on that pubg is already on the platform but that's on there um hitman one and two is coming out later this year, and then Hitman Three in 2021. That's one of my titles. I, I I didn't expect that. That wasn't leaked at all. A lot of stuff was leaked. That's why the Connect could have been better, but a lot of things were leaked. I don't, I don't know. Maybe Google's they're new to to that in terms of the gaming market, not like mobile gaming, but like obviously consoles. So a lot of stuff were leaked. So it was kind of it kind of soured some things. But uh, they talked about Serious Sam Four. But we knew that was coming out. Uh, Outriders is a big one. I heard that's that's like a, people are saying that's like maybe Destiny and um, Anthem. There's a lot of 
out of things. I need to research more about that, but that looks super cool. Yeah, Four I players think, um, down for that. I think Outriders is probably one of the bigger like titles that has me interested. Um, but yeah. and like that's a that's a good get for Stadia because with the ability yeah. for so many people to play without having to buy a console, that's kind of like they need to promote things like that more because Outriders is going to be like a four person co op game if you have those people. Like you can play it solo. Three people, sorry. Right. I always forget that like all these companies want to do like this three person thing and it's just like, why is it not for? I don't understand why it's not for. So that's going to be one of those games Everybody that I think is going to be, yeah, it is Bungie's fault, honestly. <laughs> so that's going to be, yeah. uh, no, we can play in Blizzard back, you know, we'll, let's go way back to like Lost Vikings back to the in the way day. Back. Yeah, let's go way back there. So Outriders is going to be really big for Stadia. Um, yeah, I can't wait. But that one's and, not day and date though, right? Because that one comes out this year for current and next gen consoles. Outriders. So. It comes th- out next year on Stadia, right? I think they're pushing it next year with the um, with the newer consoles. So I, I think there's a big thing in the Stadia community right now of Gen 2, and that's referring to the blades, like the server blades. Mm-hmm. They've talked about that. It's not so much of a secret. They said that the server blades are there, but they haven't officially said it when it's going to come out. But a lot of these games, um, like something like Outriders, you, you could run at 120 frames per second. Because right now, Stadia, overall, I was 90% of the games are 60 FPS. Um, 1080p or 4k sometimes upscale sometimes it's true 4k but for the most part i mean that's definitely better than consoles right now for the most unless you got like an x that's the only thing that rivals it stadia like just yeah. in general i was but, gonna uh, ask you so because you yep. use stadia quite a bit how much yep. data do you go through when you're using Stadia? um how much data um well or does I, it, I don't know caps. if it matters in your area so you get your own caps Mine is uncapped, but no, data does matter for for some people. Um, but for the most part, if it does, you can go down to 720p. You can change change that option because I know there's people that do 720p but keep on HDR, and they say that looks really good. Okay. But uh, I don't even have a 4K. I just do 60 FPS, 1080p. But I could, yeah. I could upgrade, but. I choose not yeah, to. If we're out here, I have to pay for uncapped. They they want to charge us an extra fifty. I mean, that's if you go over the terabyte of data, which I usually, data. I usually go over with just you know three kids. All oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Once they started introducing those data caps, all of a sudden data kept going up somehow. It's like what? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> I think one of the one of the interesting gets that Stadia announced is that Sekiro is actually going to be coming to Stadia. Oh. Yeah, um, my game, man. <laughs> and, and 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 of course I was like, hey, th- that might actually get me to try the service. You do get a month free. Um, so you can play yeah. a month of Stadia free, beat Sekiro, if you can beat it in a month. Um, and then you if you don't like it, you can just leave. But I, I really do hope because I do think cloud gaming is going to be how we're all playing in the future, right? It's it's right. just that's how it's going to go because it's going to be more accessible to more people. Whether or not you know you're being able to play at 4K 120, you know that's a little bit different thing. But I do think they 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 are at least getting the ball rolling, and I and I want them to succeed because the more competition that there is in the space will only help everyone out. So, right. and it just seems like as an outsider, someone that really hasn't jumped on the bandwagon. It just seems like they're not getting those titles that they really need to push the service like mainstream, right? Like my, my yeah. biggest thing with watching the Kinect was like, you, you spent a lot of time on a game like Bomberman. 
Like, is there just not, is there not anything else that you have to like show to, right, to right, the core right. group that's going to get us in there? I mean, what, Rick, what would you say is like the biggest strength of Stadia that should drive people to it? Right. Oh, let me do a quick correction though. Okay. Like what, what Stadia is free. Like when you sign up, that's giving you the pro where you can do 4k and all that. But okay. Sekiro, Sekiro, I'm assuming that might not be a pro game. So when you say you would play it for free, I just don't want somebody to get confused. That I don't know if that would be a pro game. I doubt it would be. Oh, I, I guess like, they have a specific list of games that you can play for yeah. free on, on the pro I, version. I didn't even know. I Versus just assumed that. Versus you, you having to buy the game to be able to stream it and play it. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not all that way. It's not that way for all the games. You'd have to buy it to then stream it. You know, And so that gotcha. was some of like the confusing messaging when Stadia was first coming out. There was a lot of you know confusion about do I have to buy this game? Is it part of a subscription? Right, or, right. You know, Is it Netflix? I keep, yeah. I heard that a lot. But it's not Netflix. They, <laughs> they also, did they announce the price drop during the Connect for the premiere? Oh, yes. yes. They did yeah. pre, the premiere edition, yeah. For the premiere edition. Yeah, $100 instead of 130 So that was just a little correction because I know, I know the people in the community would get me on that. They'd be like, why would you make them say Sekiro is free? <laughs> no, and, 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 and that's a good and that's a good correction because like as someone that has not been like tapped into it right right like yeah. i just assume that okay i will get it the whole library free if i sign up for a month because to me that's just kind of how it read when during the <clears throat> connect right there's so. theories on that some people are like the way we're getting so much pro games because right now if you sign up it's like 20 games really to almost on pro like right now, today. So it's like maybe that's till they go, but I, I don't know. I don't know yet. So SJ but, in the chat, he's got a nope. question. He says, I wonder yep. if Stadia will be able to survive after Xbox's announcement today. I did see that announcement. Um, I think it will, if especially if you focus on visual fidelity, because the Xbox One S right now, mm-hmm. I just can't go back to 30 frames per second. I just can't go back. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, he's talking about the you heard about the inclusion of XCloud in their Game Pass Ultimate. Yeah, I do. I do think people use it as an option, mm-hmm. but I mean, if you try both, if you honestly do your uh, due diligence and try both, I think you'll see the performance is better on Stadia side. But if there's a game there, um, I'll definitely check it out. But the the, the games, the performance is it's just night and day. With other, I, other cloud gaming i i definitely think if like if we go and talk about i mean we can jump to talking about microsoft now um just real quick like the big yeah. get for x cloud gaming is that it is bundled with game pass and game pass for 15 dollars gives you access to over 100 games all first gen or first party titles from microsoft day and date so you're going to be able to play halo infinite on your phone you're going to be able to play Gears. You're going to play, be able to play Playgrounds games. You're going to be able to play Rares games. And those are all going to be day and date. I think right there, that kind of has the the advantage over Stadia. Because as, as someone that does not know, and I will right, right, completely right. admit that I just don't know what companies are developing for Stadia. I don't know what exclusive Stadia has. Like, I don't know what is drawing me to that service right now. Um, and it's, it could very possibly be just because I just don't know. But the strength of paying, this is actually going to be the Netflix streaming service of games to your phone, right? This is going to be, hey, I'm out here, I'm standing in line, or I'm waiting for someone in line. I can pull up Halo Infinite, depending on 
you know, your connection, depending on what you're at, you know, if you're on 3G, it's probably not going to be as fast as if you were on 5G, but, and it's probably going to kill your data. But then again, if you're on a phone that size, you don't need it to be in, you know, 1440p. You don't need, you know, that high resolution because you're just using it to play, you know, Mm -hmm. quickly. So that, that is a huge advantage that I think Google needs to either course correct or capitalize on because they have to be able to meet what they're doing. Because if they don't, then it's just, it's, I don't know how they survive if they don't meet that because if I can play Halo Infinite for $15 and then I still have to buy Sekiro for $60 on Google, I mean, that's kind of a hard ask, in my opinion, for Google. Yeah, it's, it is an uphill climb because, you know, Xbox has that mind share. But I think Google, they're looking further down the road. They didn't really announce like those major first party type games yet that you could say, okay, I'm going to go to this platform for. So right now, I think they're just getting all the data, trying to see how it works. Because I mean, it works way better than it did months ago. It's it's really it's really a live service. If you think about it, like a game like Destiny Two, it's not the same as what it was, you know, six months ago. But um, I would say to compete with Xbox, the first thing it can compete, I would say, is just it's free. So that's the thing that I see them doing in their marketing, even on Twitter. They're telling people it is free. The nine ninety nine is if you want the pro. But yeah, if the thing is you buy a Sekiro for sixty bucks. But you can play it forever. There's no other fees than that. And there's deals for everyone, too. So I would say it is, it is going to be an uphill climb. But I think when it's both things next to each other, I think Stadia definitely gives an option. And you can have both. That's, I think they're not, they're not trying to go in your home and take all your consoles. Some people, I think because we're coming out of the, like, Sony versus Microsoft, where it's like someone spent 500 someone spent 500 they have to kind of, you know, say, hey, this my purchase is better. But when yeah. something is free, I think it's like, hey, you know what? I tried it. It worked. If I want the premiere, it's 100 bucks. I don't think they're trying to undercut. I think they just want to live alongside. Just like how they get their, like, products in your home, the Google products, your Nest. You know, just, they make, they have these small prices. But once it integrates with your phone, then, you know, instead of the iPhone, you're going to get the Pixel. So I think it's just over time. And they have big plans for like India and emerging markets. So I think they're, they're trying to make the big push, maybe like 10 years down the road. So for us as gamers, we want now. And a lot of even people in the Stadia community, they get impatient, especially over this news. I know there's a ton of podcasts about the Microsoft news and is this this, is this doomed? And But I, I just I think they're playing the long ball. That's, that's yeah. fine. And I, and I think it definitely shows that Stadia will be a competitor because Phil Spencer like came out and said, hey, we're not competing against Nintendo and, Micro- and right, Sony. Right. We're really going to compete against, you know, things that Google and, and um, Amazon and, and Amazon are doing because that because he recognizes whether he's right or wrong. He just sees that more as where things are going and that's where the competition is going to be. So I like you said, this doesn't have to replace the boxes that you have in your house. It doesn't have to be a us versus you. It can just be, Hey, this lives alongside here. So if I buy Sekiro on Stadia and I play it there, then that's just another option for me to have. So I, I definitely want to see more developers go to Stadia and I definitely want to see like day and date. Like it was, it would have been huge if Stadia got cyberpunk day and date, right? There's going to be a little bit of a delay. Hopefully, you know, hopefully it corrects. Hopefully it does everybody's correct. pushed back now. I'm hoping. 
<laughs> but also, but also, if you don't have a beefy PC, if you're not running the best hardware, you can just play it on Stadia, and you can get you know one of the top experiences by playing Cyberpunk right. there without having to put up you know for the rig or for for new for next generation consoles. So I I definitely see like as we go forward, and if Stadia can show off like, hey, this is how it looks when you play here. And you don't have to buy this giant box, right? I mean, yeah. that's going to be a really big get for for Stadia. So, right. I think it'll be super cool in the future, and I'm excited when when more people enter that space. So, all right, is is there anything else on Stadia? Anything that I missed, or should we move on from here and we can talk about all kinds of fun stuff? Yeah, no, no, that's cool. Yeah, because the connect was not deep; it wasn't really thick in news, but um. I think I think they're gonna have another one, honestly, in September or before. Yeah. They have. They to. have how many uh, internal studios? I think they have one or two. They announced. They have two. They announced two at this connect. Um, two more studios, or that they had two studios. I think they announced two more, unless I am mistaken. Yeah, no, they have one. In I know Europe. they picked up a couple before. Um, um. Yes, they do. Well, I mean, not not like have the studios, but I know they're working with. Harmonics, Uppercut Games. There you go. Those are the two that they announced. Yeah. They're working with those. Yeah, Supermassive was a a big one because Supermassive has normally just worked with Sony doing their horror games. So for them to be working with Google now was kind of surprising to me because, I mean, that's one of of those studios that I think people automatically assume are just uh, Sony first-party studios because they do so much for them. Mm But for Stadia to get them, I think that's kind of a huge get for them to also diversify their library going forward is to get uh, to Supermassive on board. So Yeah. I mean, they got right EA. <laughs> yeah. EA is so right. pretty good. All right. All right, Mike. So I want you to dive in. Give us the lowdown on the Ubisoft forward because Ubisoft had their big thing and they showed off a lot of stuff at the Ubisoft um, conference. So hit us with so it. They, so they did. So I was able to quote unquote attend. <laughs> I attended the Ubisoft um, forward, like probably lots and lots and lots and lots of other people did um, with everything being digital nowadays. Digital. Um, so my, my first interaction with Ubisoft was The Division. Um, that was the first Ubisoft game that I played. And when we jumped into that, it had some really sweet systems. And I was kind of excited for it. But then but then for us and for us playing, it just got, I think, stale. Because it was right there. It was right there with uh, Destiny. And we definitely um, chose Destiny over The Division when we chose to play games. There were, still, there were some really cool systems, though. I'm still a super huge fan their weapon system and being able to mod stuff out. I think every game should have that ability because I really, really like that. Anyway, um, yeah, so well, we played a we played a lot of Division when it first came out, and I think um, when it first came out, it was kind of rough. So I think we burned out pretty yeah. quickly on it because yeah. you're right. There's a lot of cool stuff in that game, but I think we kind of their like when you wasn't ready, you know. Yeah, it was yeah. Just, yeah. Their crafting it was. I think their Dark Zone was rough place the dark zone was a rough <laughs> was a rough head rampant cheating the you know, dark zone was a console rough place. NPCs. anyway anyway so so the first thing that we saw when when we were watching ubisoft forward was watchdogs and it opened wow. with this really cool um movie-esque very i got um i got a lot of um spider-verse vibes when watching this, I think it's just because the art style and the way that it was done and shot 
and some of the blocking and some of the camera tricks and things. So, so that's what I was thinking. I thought to myself, well, that's kind of weird. This, this reminds me of Spider-Verse. But anyway, um, so Watch Dogs comes out and I was meh. Um, it wasn't my, it's not my genre. It's not my thing. I found it kind of um, odd considering the, uh, the social status of the world nowadays. I thought it was kind of a weird title to be released right now. I don't know if I'm alone in that thinking, but but for those for those who are into that Watchdog um, franchise, I mean, I'm sure that they were super duper excited, and and there's some really cool things in the game that I thought that I thought were kind of cool. They talked about how every NPC that you meet can turn into a character that you can use, and and everybody in the world has different abilities. So I thought well, that could be kind of cool, you know, to kind of do some subterfuge that way and some spy techniques and kind of things like that if that's how you chose to play. Um, but I thought that was cool. So, you know, different things, they were showing off all their different systems and how characters can, can play a certain way. I always find it funny when they say that all characters play your way and you can do it however you want. And then they go like really deep into how this certain character plays. So you're like, oh, that's what that character does. Like, it doesn't matter what I wanted to do with it. That's what that character does. I thought that was funny. Um, they play your yeah, way as long as they fit in the parameters that they set up. As long as the as long as the drone master is always a drone master, right? So yeah. and I thought oh, that's that's kind of cool or whatever. But I don't know. Any of you guys into Watch Dogs? Have you played? Have you interest? Or yeah, I mean, I played the first one. I, I you know it's kind of fun. The first one when you could go and hack people's stuff and take control of the things. And the multiplayer was kind of funny doing things, you know, as you're trying to go around. And, and it was a different experience at the time when it came out. Um, it definitely suffered. The series suffered from a whole lot of uh, downgrading. You know, E3 used to be a time where you put out a trailer and <laughs> the game comes out and it doesn't look anything like that. And you're like, what happened to this game? So it definitely got hit pretty hard. And, you know, so hopefully a lot of people have learned from that, that, you know, if you're going to show a game and, should hopefully look like that when it actually comes yeah. out. Right. I mean, I know a lot of people, they're like, oh, it's a target. That's what we're shooting for. Things didn't work out. You know? uh-huh. And, uh, but I mean, you can't blame them when, you know, the console hardware is five or six years old, you know, when it even first comes out, you know, it's this yeah. old tech, but at least these new, new consoles are going to be much, much more current. But um, yeah, no, I mean, it definitely looked a little interesting to me, but I don't know. Rick, are you a Watchdogs fan? Um, I've played it like at like someone's house, but I've never owned it. But it is cool. I like the concept. But this new one, I'm not sure. Just like you could play as an old lady. That, that, that doesn't really like. Yeah, um, it was really weird. <laughs> that's not like. Oh yeah, let's go. Choose but, um, your team. <laughs> I got this. The power guy. fantasy of playing it's as an old like lady. A, I got my like walker. A transformer though, it's like a transformer walker. That's like. I, I mean. <laughs> I'll definitely play it though. I'm gonna give it a shot. I know it's coming out on Stadia. Ubisoft is like, they're like they put a lot best of friends with, on with Stadia, Google. right? Yeah, they're like best friends. And 2K, right? 2K, yeah, 2K games, yeah. So I would definitely give it a shot. I will. Well, I have zero interest in Watch Dogs. Like, never have, <laughs> never like. The Whoa. series doesn't appeal to me at all. Like playing is like. I, I always laugh and be like, you can play as anyone in this game. And you're like, really? Do I want to play as anyone in this game? I don't know. It's just like it 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 has never 
appeal to me at all. So yeah, like we'll I will skip one month. I will subscription to the Ubisoft right. PC thing. Get it. Too, then yeah. you can play all the games for one <laughs> month and and be like, I streamed it for two hours. It's not for me. I will give it away bucks, to a listener. And yeah, <laughs> I won't let you do That's that. I'll sign it to you. <laughs> so one of the next things that Ubisoft did is they is they showed off. I believe it's called Brawlhalla, and it is a mobile game. Is it not? I see, I see what you did there, Mike. The, the I see what names. You- Mike, no, I'm just impressed. I'm just it's called a- Brawlhalla. Right? It is. It is though. Yeah, it is. It's called Brawlhalla, it's and it's a mobile game, yeah. and it's a mobile game that they have out. And I, you guys are getting ready to laugh. I thought yeah. this one looked cool. I thought, okay. I mean, sitting in a waiting room. I thought it looked cool until they're like mobile, and I was like, yep. Never mind. <laughs> did Did you think it was going to be something other than mobile? I, I mean, figured it was going to be like Brawl- on console or something. No, you know? everybody's everybody's putting their their their. Totally I mean, obviously, cool. there's a huge market in mobile, right? I mean, oh, yeah. wait a and second, so, you guys, you no, you guys are talking about Brawl Hall. That game is already out. That's that's not a Ubisoft game. No, it is. It is. Is it really? It is. Yeah. It is Ubisoft. Isn't it I, Blue I, Mammoth Games? Like that game is conference? on Xbox. Uh, no, I didn't watch did the conference because I'm interested in Ubisoft Steve? stuff. See, I was like pretty sure that that was coming to console. I was like, what? Brawl Hall no. is already on console. My kids have played this game. Okay, so then it's coming to it's coming to mobile then. If it's already okay. on console, it's it's is that coming the one with, like, to birds mobile. and stuff. Let me look at it again. No, this, no, is, this is so it's, it's like a, a Smash Brothers style game. It is. It's a it's a free to play platform fighter where the greatest warriors in history brawl to prove who is the best that ever was or will be. Available now for Steam, PS4, Xbox. Oh, okay. So available now on console. Coming to ah. iOS and Android <laughs> in August. Okay. So that was the part that I missed. This one looked fun, right? I might check it out now that I but know. But they that showed it already. off on mobile, though, right? They like showed it off. They on highlighted, mobile. so that's yeah. why I was like, "Nah, I thought this was coming to console." What's crap? Yeah. It already is it, on console, so there you go. It, go play it. And it's actually it's actually a pretty fun game. I mean, it's Smash Brothers. Like the art style is hand. It looks hand drawn. Um, it like my kids had fun playing with playing it. Like it's not like, like a terrible looking game. Like cool i guess i don't know so coming to mobile it, i might pick it up something i can play during you know you're not gonna play this on mobile you could just I play might. stadia on your phone or I might. Cloud, I, right? it's true. I could i could i could do all that stuff. or you can play just, solitaire like, kill your battery really or quick. or i could play solitaire right, and we know so michael choose solitaire i will choose yeah, solitaire he'll choose so solitaire we're talking to us the next one that podcast. they debuted <laughs> hey, i'm talking the next one they debuted um was one that we had talked about a week previous the one that steve kept screwing up the name um, and and because of the name screw up last week, I don't know if this is right or not. So it's hyper s something, right? Hyperscape. It's either it's either skate or hyperskate. Hyperskate would be a cool game. They should make hyperskate. Yeah. Tony Hawk's hyperskate. That's what they should do. Tony Hawk hyperskate four. <laughs> right. So hyperscape is coming out. It's another. It's another battle royale it's in, arena. They just. It's in beta now, right? That's what yes. their big announcement. Just Open announced beta, beta on PC. Yep. This one, I mean, I mean, I think it's, I think of Apex, I think of Battle Royale, I think of Fortnite, and I'm like, okay, different skin. They they say it's going to be new and different because of the things that are going to happen, but but really, how how different can they be, right? So one of the things they're doing, which I think they're going a little too over the top with this, is like if you wanted access to the technical alpha. You had to watch streamers, which, I mean, is a good way to kind of show it off initially to get into the technical alpha. You had to watch for like 20 minutes and you get a code, right? So now they're like, oh, 
they said console players it's coming out later this summer in a beta if you want access to the beta you need to watch people playing it on twitch and connect your account so then we'll give you access on console to the beta it's like are you just getting a little heavy handed on this yeah. making me watch these guys multiple times it's like if i've already gone in and done that once just give me access to it again yeah or you know i don't know it just seems like they're they're going a little too heavy on the we really want you to watch people playing this game right now but i mean the whole point is for people to watch and influence the game as you're playing right, right? so i mean that's the whole point with the twitch integration where your community is going to Everybody that's playing in that game, their communities that are watching them, they will vote, and whatever majority wins, that's what influences the game while you're playing. So, which which I thought was kind of a cool thing, right? You know, meteor shower, everybody votes for that, and there's a meteor shower, everybody has to do it. So, one of the things that, that this game really focused on was the customization aspect, right? That I don't I don't think was in um, Apex to the extent that that this one is, where you can go through and customize you know, jerseys and hats and shirts and hair and eyes and all that kind of stuff, which is cool for some people. I mean, we thought that was going to be a pretty big thing when we were playing Anthem and, and it turned out that, you know, you get to customize stuff, but then you stick with one look. Once you find that look, you're like, okay, this is it until, you know, something else happens or I get bored, right? Because I'd rather be in playing. So for those people who want to, who Steve likes to say, customize their digital doll, there's going to be a great way for them to do it. They're going to have all the options available, um, you know, different packs and skin packs and things that you can get. And and I don't recall if they said you're going to be able to buy stuff or if it was all going to be free, but, but you know, I'm that, sure it costs money. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Right. Before you we move off to customization, what, so we know with the new Star Wars squadrons that's coming out later this year, right? Nothing to do with the Ubisoft, but they allow you to turn off so you don't see people's customizations. What? Yeah, that's one of the, one of your options. You can turn it off so you don't see anybody's customization, so you get the pure Star Wars experience. What? Right? That's that. No, Doesn't that can't sense. be a thing. That's really yeah. a thing. It's Steve's a thing. No, it's, how can that? Up, how can that be a thing? thing? How can, no, like, it, if I spend the time in the game completing all of these challenges, and you can just turn it off, that so that, sucks. so that they do not see it. You yeah, still, that sucks. You know, no, you I mean, have to you see. Can't see the outside of your ship, but um. so no one's gonna. You have to see that I am as amazing as I am because I did all the challenges. So if I have a red Tie Fighter, an Imperial Interceptor, you better be able to see that so that you know how good I am. Otherwise, what's the point? Yeah, now see, that's oh, what Devin, I thought was that? strange. Right, I was like, "What? That? I mean, I guess they're giving people the option, right? So they're at least giving people the option because they know it's no, Star Wars, and there's a lot the of pure, purists that only want to see it the way it's supposed to be shown. They don't want to see a kitty cat on the outside of a starfighter. Okay, those, you know? those, that level of Star Wars fan fandom. Like, I'm sorry, but if you get mad that I have a different <laughs> paint job on my super boring gray tie interceptor." Like, like if that makes you mad and upset, then like, please, please go play in some private server away from normal human beings that just want to have fun with the video game. Right. See, and this is what I was wanting to know. I was like, you, we hadn't mentioned it ever in any of our text conversations. So I'm like, I don't think that they know about this yet. So I should bring this up. <laughs> so you're going to drop it here, drop it now. So Steve can get all red in the face and like <laughs> furiously like, type on his keyboard. You reminded me when you were talking about customization. It's like, oh yeah, I was going to bring that up. Now's a perfect time. 
All right. So, Rick, what do you think about the customization? Do you think it's uh, good that they can't see it or something you would like um, to use? I don't know about that game, but that concept of if you can't see it, I guess if someone's offended out there and they need to do that option. I mean, like we, we talked about Anthem. What if, you know, they could show it where it's just a base javelin. They just can't see how you, what you look like. No. Is that something you would like to see? No way. No that's way. the whole point. You want to be but like, oh, this guy has destiny. that. Yeah, well, I mean, that's oh, why I no don't way. get why they're doing it. I mean, the only thing that I could no. think of was because of purists for Star Wars. It's like, why oh. else would you have a hundred things to unlock and not show them to everybody that you've unlocked these things? Yeah. But, but like at the heart of that, Devin, there? that's not even like Star Wars purist. That's like that's like Star what? Wars. <laughs> yeah, that's like a that's like a different. That's like an offshoot. Because, like, because, like, man, that's it's just weird, right? When you my brain is broken that they would <laughs> when you have games that focus on customization as the only way, only things you get yeah. for leveling up, and then they allow you to turn it off so you don't ever see that people are you don't ever customized. see anybody else's. So, I wonder if that player then goes through the process of customizing. Or just leaves everything That stopped. would be hilarious. They're like, I don't want yeah. to see anybody else's <laughs> customization. But look at me. But look at mine, right? Yeah, that's, that's a true weird. end game. The true end game is how you look. Right? For me, that, right? For me when I play games, I've, I've got to look the best. And, you know, they show like, hey, I was in a raid for eight hours. Look at my emblem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I would like, never hey, turn look, that off. Look what this person did. They, they've gone through this. They played it. It's just like we were talking about in Halo where you can see their rank based upon how much they've played, you're like, all right, this person has played a lot. Because if you look through their customizations, you have to unlock all the stuff for those, yeah. those ships. And it's like, oh, they have that one that you can only lock at level 100? Crap. You know, yeah. I, I probably <laughs> don't. You know, I'm, as a brand new player, that would be, you know, not a good a good thing. But Well, because that's the quickest, that's the quickest on-screen way to do it, right? And versus yeah. going in, inspecting a player, what do they have? Friend you, let me see your profile. It's just the quickest, okay. They have they have that piece of armor from that event. I need to know that I'm going to get wrecked. Anyway, anyway, so moving on. But I love it how when... on, b- before you move on, um, <laughs> this is not about Star Wars because like whatever. Um, it it was not a game. It was a game I was supposed to be super interested in, but once you're like, hey, it's only first person, and now people can just turn off the awesome things that I have. Like I'm even less interested in now. So going back to talking about hyperscape, like with the Twitch integration. I, I had this thought where people can affect the outcome of a game. Um, eventually, Stadia was talking about being able to watch someone play a game. You click a link, and now you're in their game. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will eventually be games that are so like Twitch integration focused that there will be professional Twitch watchers for games? Yeah, you, like, you just that went like, a, you just went like two levels like deep, influence, man. You're you're the game a twi- specific way, or like you're paid to watch. To influence mm. games this way, we want the game to go this direction, so we have so Twitch many people on the payroll man. to influence the game. Mm. No, I mean, but uh, no, I, I think being able to jump into the game is kind of unrealistic because when you're watching them play the game, there's already people that are loaded into that game, and the only way you're going to get loaded into that game is if somebody leaves that game, right? So, I don't think you there's. I mean, it's a novel and great idea, but. It would you know, have like to be if, a specific game built for that feature. Yeah, well, like with be. Battlefield, they have that feature where you can enter a queue, and like so, if people back out and leave, you can join 
your friends in progress. So you can join their game that's in progress. Um, I mean, there's but that's different than being able games. to. That's different from being able to influence the game and the yeah, outcome yeah. and how it's going like, to work. Being able to click on it and join their game. That was one area that I was focusing on of what he had said. But oh, okay. um, yeah, no, I, I just, you know, I, I don't think that that's very realistic to be able to click on it and join their game that specific. I think it's perfectly fine to be able to click on it and start playing that game. I mean, you can already do that with Stadia once you sign up and, and go through all that process. Um, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, that that was just a thought that I had. Oh, that eventually yeah. there will be people that professionally watch Twitch streams in order to influence games, and then it's like this weird meta, you know, video game thing that you're a professional Twitch watcher, and then people will know you <laughs> and they're like, hey, there's that professional Twitch watcher in this person's stream. Let's see how they affect it. Anyway, that was just like some weird. You know, no, um, and that's because that seems like that's where we're going, man. We're yeah. just we're we're right. So we so we started with Twitch, people streaming their own personal experiences. Now people are are influencing those experiences, and now we're gonna build the game where you play and you are then affected by someone else. And so and so you become as the player, you become the person being affected. See exactly. How, how are you gonna react? And is all and then you got all these levels back and. And wow, different inception. Yeah. Anyway, right. anyway, yeah. Let's it let's is, continue man. on with Ubisoft because right. so far so I'm I like love, zero for zero for Ubisoft here. <laughs> I love how conferences go, and like and like the head of the studio gets up and is like, "We were so awesome, and it was so great to show you all this cool stuff, and and we love seeing you, but we've got one more thing to show you, right? Like, like they try to do that. <laughs> one more like, thing, exactly. And I'm like, okay, that, that may have worked like ten years ago, but we know it's coming, right? right. Just so show the us the drop, thing. Exactly. So the big drop is Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Don, not don, not don. Assassin's Creed Brawlhalla? Not Brawlhalla. No. Valhalla, right? <laughs> Assassin's Creed Valhalla. Assassin's Creed fans out there, you guys play the franchise. You're into it. You know all the things. Rick, you're oh, saying, yeah, yeah you know oh, it. Yeah. You were excited for this one, weren't you? Yeah, I, I've been following this for a long time seeing how where they're going i I can't wait to play this one this one's gonna be day and date i'm playing odyssey right now i I, i'm never finished it's too much to do in that game yeah so much but but i heard they downsized valhalla it's not too much fluff just some of the same there's hardly any side missions oh good please i like the story i I, know i think they they said there weren't side missions but there is because they don't want him to be like you're this invader and you're going to this village to do a side mission, but there will be things that you do on the side. Yeah. yeah. So I think it was just, they're still side missions, but they're just not calling them side missions because that would be weird. Right. There's this whole mechanic of like building up your settlement, building up your village, um, create getting that reputation kind of thing. And then again, using all the different kind of like watchdog-esque tactics where you can either go in and blow everybody up or you can be in there and be the assassin type and kind of, you know, politics and kind of influence that way. So again, different way to play for different people. Um, I personally have never done an Assassin's Creed. I've always, I wanted to try. I, um, I had my hands on a, a black flag, pardon me, black flag edition. Um, tried getting into that. It was pretty early in my gaming days, so I didn't really focus in too hard. Um, I understand the world is huge. I understand it's big the different iterations and the different, it'd be interesting and it'd be fun to kind of start at the beginning and see how all things tie together kind of thing. I like Vikings. Vikings are cool. Um, 
So I thought this one was interesting. It seemed pretty straightforward, right? We're leaving, we're leaving our home. We're going to colonize somewhere else. Um, we're going to take that true Viking kind of story-esque thing and see how we assimilate into this new country and culture. So um, there it is. Uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla um, releasing November 17th for current gen consoles. So, And that was my experience with Ubisoft Ford. I was a little bit I was talking to the guys, um, you know, after watching that, that it doesn't seem like a whole lot of the Ubisoft titles are for me. It's not really what I am like really, really drawn to. I'd like to give them a try and a shout and a, and a test to see how they do, but lots of blood, lots of gore. I'm not super into that. Um, but we'll have to check it out and see, and see what it does and, and see. I'm kind of excited for the, for the Assassin's Creed though. So the last time I played an Assassin's Creed game to full, because I, I own Odyssey, I own Origins, but I really, really got into Brotherhood. I really enjoyed the multiplayer of Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. That was a lot of fun. It was a very interesting, like, hey, you got to sneak around and kill the other assassins. So that multiplayer was really cool. And they just haven't really done multiplayer. Like, of all the Ubisoft titles, like, Assassin's Creed is the one I am most interested in, just because, like, these... Like they make super big open world massive games that are going to take hundreds and hundreds of hours to play, and like I, it's hard to like say, hey, I'm going to do that at this time because it is a huge time commitment, especially when it's coming out in November when it seems like everything's going to be coming out in November. But I, I think I will play Valhalla. It probably won't be right at launch, but I will definitely put it on my backlog to get to eventually. But I mean. Like Ubisoft makes really good trailers. I mean, the, that Assassin's Creed Valhalla trailer is super impressive. It's interesting, but again, it's like like you said, Mike. It's it doesn't have to it it doesn't have to be for everyone, and it doesn't have to be like hey because I don't like this, you know, it shouldn't be. But I don't know. Assassin's Creed is Assassin's Creed. I am in, I would be I haven't been really following the series in a really long time. So, but it sounds like Rick, you are you're super excited for it. Devin, are you super excited for it? Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm getting it day one. I already pre-ordered it. Um, I'll take your extra copy. So. <laughs> Devin is uh, having a serious conversation with Phaedron in the chat. So Devin is a little uh, So yeah, I'm having right this now. conversation. Right? Devin, Phaedron you were like way about, up on the mic. Yeah, he's talking about I have to buy an Xbox. Same time, yeah. he's saying he doesn't have to buy anything, right? Which is total <laughs> BS. If he's playing on his phone, you have to buy your phone, Phaedron. So let's go ahead and cut that out. Like I don't have to, you don't have to buy nothing. It costs you money to buy your phone, costs you money to buy your computer. So you still have to pay for entrance, irregardless. All right. So we talked about Microsoft already. <laughs> um, we'll let Devin and Phaedron have that battle somewhere else. Um, you can take it to the Discord or Phaedron says he got his phone free. for free. <laughs> nice, then it All must right. be a piece of crap. This, <laughs> anyway. Um, you're distracting me now. So this is something that I wanted to talk about because this is uh, this is something that is near and dear to my heart. So Konami announced that um, their legendary Gradius um, titles are going to come to Nintendo Switch. Gradius is a game that we grew up with um, playing side-scrolling. These, these uh, I guess you can call them a shoot-em-up. They're side-scrolling spaceship games where you just go across the level, shooting a bunch of aliens, um, dying a bunch because these games were made for you to die a lot. And Gradius is just something that's always been like near and dear to our heart. We played Gradius, we played Darius, we played Phalanx, and those games were just, some of those games you would just always go down and rent. You'd play them for the weekend, 
Um, I think our parents like bought us one of the games for Easter one time and surprised us with it, which was super cool. Just one of those memories that I have in the back of my mind of, you know, playing Nintendo games and Darius and Gradius were some of those games were always on the backlog. So it's coming to Switch. And if I had a Switch, I'd buy it there. I actually, this is a game that is on the Nintendo Classic. I believe it's on the Nintendo Classic. If it's not on there originally, I definitely put it on there in not so legal ways. So maybe. It is because okay, the boys and I played it when we when we went through our SNES um, stint there and we played Gradius and Darius. Darius definitely has a uh, nautical feel to it. Lots of fish. Yes, it does. Lots of fish. It's all fish-based, so. Yeah, is. so this is just kind of cool. This isn't like huge groundbreaking news that's like setting the internet on fire. This is just important news to me because, you know, it's one of those core memories. All right. The next thing, I don't know if you guys saw this. Are you guys into Legos, like, at all? Do we have Lego fans in the house? Uh, yeah. Legos? Are we Legos? Legos. Not Egos, Devin. Legos. I know. Not I like Legos Lego. or Mega Constructs. Mega Constructs do not come anywhere close to the quality of Legos. So... Yeah, they, they suck. But, hey, yeah. let's... Devin is a... I mean, <laughs> Lego is the one who was like, we can't have guns. Now they're like, we must have guns because that stuff's selling everywhere else. I'm just, I... I <laughs> The Legos, that is man. true. If you're if you're breathing, you like Legos, right? Yeah. Right. So Legos are good. Nintendo Nintendo is bringing their stuff over to the Legos, and they are making the Lego oh, Nintendo garbage. Entertainment System. Did you just say it was garbage? <laughs> it's like two hundred something dollars for that. You're gonna buy like okay. three of them. I'm not kidding because he's not a Nintendo fanboy. So this thing is. Nintendo Phaedrin Entertainment System made out of Legos. Like, if you keep talking about Phaedrin and you keep getting distracted, Devin, I will turn this stream around <laughs> going on and we chat? will go home. Devin is like, got chat riled up, right? So, Devin, <laughs> Phaedrin, you, you're a jerk, Phaedrin. Phaedrin says Nintendo's better than Xbox Legos and it's better than Mega Contract. Wow. Okay, Phaedrin, let's I see. I think we can mute. Nintendo and shuts him down. All right, Phaedrin. No. Yeah, because that's what'll happen. No, they'll just make more money. Let's time out Phaedrin. I think we can right click on Phaedrin time out for a couple of seconds. Um, so that so Nintendo's teaming up with Lego. They're coming out with a bunch of cool different things. I actually think this looks like a cool piece that you could put on like a bookshelf or on a desk because it comes with like you build this little TV and it has like this rotating screen and Mario will go up and down and on these things. I think it's actually pretty clever, like, design for Legos. Normally, it's just, like, th there's a lot of moving parts on this. So, I actually think it's cool. Why did I think it was cool that you guys would be excited about it? I don't know. Apparently, like, everyone hates on Legos now because Lego doesn't own the Halo IP or they're not doing that. But I this think it's pretty cool. No, I think cool, it's fine. Man. It's just, like, ridiculously expensive. It's the same thing for the Mega Blocks. Like, if you wanted to buy to build that, like, the infinite, you know, the spaceship, it's like $180. It's like, oh my gosh, that is but, so much but for like, Legos. But like, seriously, Legos are like super expensive. Yeah. Like, as an adult, now that I'm realizing like why my parents didn't buy me the Lego sets that I wanted, like, like, and now I know why because Legos are expensive, man. But and, this is and granted, Legos back in our day were like terrible and they were super blocky. And we have this image in our mind that they were super cool, but they were just like. Hey, here's a bunch of squares put together. No, now it's a Legos, spaceship. Legos have always been Legos have always been cool. Now, it's the mega blocks that have that have you know sucked. 
So, I, like, stupid story, right? So we actually, I, I found an email. Out, Mike here. <laughs> I actually got an email where, like, Lego has these, like, the super expensive Death Star set and the super expensive uh, Millennium Falcon set. We got an email saying, hey, these are on sale. These are, like, 40 bucks. And I'm like, $40? What are you talking about, $40? The Millennium Falcon is, like, a $700 set. And they're like, yeah, yeah. it's on sale. So we, like, went through, did a bunch of research. And there's, like, people saying, yeah, this is great. This is great. Like did more more deep research <laughs> and like finally found like the embedded code on the website like totally a scam and hopefully people don't fall for like buying this Lego set for forty dollars because it was like it almost got me because it's like one what of those they, things that like if it's too good to be true. What are they buying for forty dollars? I don't know. They're probably not buying anything. They're just giving their money and their credit card information for forty dollars. That's probably what's happening. <laughs> so, luckily, I did not do it. Sounds like something Mega Blocks would do. That is something mm -hmm. Mega Blocks would do. We're gonna move on. So. Oh, I, and, and I need to get your guys' opinions on this because we've been talking for like Chad has got Devin so distracted. I don't even know if Devin is like in the same building. All right. So there's a beta for Marvel's Avengers that starts next month. Um, this comes from IGN has their their monthly roundup or whatever they're calling it for around Marvel's Avengers. <laughs> So this is as revealed by IGN. Players who pre-order the game on this PlayStation side. will have the first access. To Steve, the you gotta stop, man. Nobody's listening. Like, like there's shenanigans going on. What do you mean, on. no Everyone one's listening? Is, I don't understand like, what's happening. Like, yeah. we've got a show to produce, and like, I will time out Devin if we have to time out Devin. All right, we have so we have devolved. Episode 131 has devolved. All we right, already Steve. talked about Devolver Digital. We already talked about them. So it was revealed by IGN. Players who pre-order the game on PlayStation will have the first access to the beta starting August 7th. Xbox and PC pre-order beta access comes a week after that on August 14th. So this is the thing that Devin always loves is that uh, PlayStation is going to get the beta a week early. And then finally on August 21st, uh, the open beta will be made available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. So that's going to be happening. I think I'm actually... This is for the Avengers game, Devin. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. So yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I was just like, I mean, they have the market. I'm glad you saw it, Devin. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I ex much. it's fully expected. You know, from PlayStation, they more than happy to buy years of exclusive content and keep it from other people because they're for the players. Um, <laughs> as long as you're in their ecosystem, they are for the players. <laughs> yeah. Well, this this is actually an opportunity for me to try this out because I'm actually not at all excited for it just because I don't think, from what we've heard, that loop of going back to your base and then going out on a mission and doing that repeatedly isn't that exciting to me. And then we can, this will even tie into some of the Godfall information that we have. Um, but at least I'll be able to try it. Well, I guess I have to pre-order though. And I don't want to No, that's only it. to get the early access, right? Or... There's oh, a, yeah, because the then the open beta will be coming after. And the open ones at the very end, right? So, so I'll just wait, and wait for the open beta. Really, by the open beta, they should have figured out all their connection issues that they're going to have anyways. Um, so I'm going to you remember that, job, right? You remember that Anthem Alpha that we had? Like the first Anthem Alpha? Oh, I think I remember, man. Devin, you had like 24 hours of not being able to get in. Is that what happened? I watched mm, that. This is bad time. Yeah, I could. <laughs> I yeah, watched bad that. Time. <laughs> So this is happening. So for everyone that's excited for Marvel's Avengers, the betas are coming up. You'll be able to get hands-on, and hopefully they have everything worked out. And you'll be able to test that. So, And then speaking of, I'll, I guess we'll just dive into Godfall. Um, so we did get a little bit of Godfall information from Keith Lee, who's the director of, um, of Godfall. They went over on GameSpot, and they started talking about the game. One of the, one of the interesting things about the game, when it first came out, they talked about skill-based combat.
And I think when people heard skill-based combat, we all assumed it was going to be very much like Dark Souls. Um, because to me, that's when you say skill-based combat, like Dark Souls comes to mind because those are super punishing games. You have to be on your game in order to defeat those bosses unless you have someone go in with you like I did to help me out so I didn't spend hundreds and hundreds of hours banging my head against the wall in that game. So they came out and said that, hey, this is not really going to be so much like a Souls game because Souls games is very defensive. In Godfall, they want you to feel like you're always on the offensive. They want you to be attacking. They want you to be moving forward. So it's going to be more like God of War, more Devil May Cry, and they are still talking about it being very um, Monster Hunter-focused. So there's, I think they're really like trying to set the expectations correctly that this is not a Souls game, but this is going to be an action game. Because in a lot of the videos, they're cut so quickly and there's so much action that you never really got to see like, okay, so what is the skill of the game if I can just go through and button mash my way through this encounter? So unfortunately, we still haven't seen that yet, but we did get some information that there is going to be a hub world. There is going to be a main campaign, but you are going to be coming back to the hub world and leaving on hunts in order to go track down bosses. And I think that's probably going to be one of the loops. So it does sound very Avengers similar of you're going to be going out, you're going to be coming back to these hub worlds. So I actually don't know how I feel about that because I'm really excited for Godfall because the aesthetic of the game looks really cool. But I don't know if I'm excited about that loop because I'm not excited about the Avengers loop. So I don't know how I can say I'm excited about the Godfall loop, but not excited about the Avengers loop because it seems like it's going to be similar. Rick, are you excited about Godfall? Is that something that's on your radar? Yeah, it is definitely. Um, I know it's for what the Sony, and then it's for PC. It's going to so be on game Epic Store. Game Store, yeah. Oh, Epic Game, yeah. So I'm like, oh, I don't know. I don't have. A, I have a Mac right now, but something like that. If it's really good, I'm tempted to just get a PC for it. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean with the combat loop. Games like that, I hope that they have uh, simple things like a mount, like j- just little things like that make your game just more alive and you just feel more attached to it um even why destiny is still around you know you throw on your you have your ghost you have your speeder that's why division i kind of got out because i'm like you're just running around all the time i just it, it makes the loop even more boring so i hope that they you know they don't forget to add those type of features but um i'm definitely intrigued you know a game with no guns melee a melee combat type of um MMO or I guess a looter MMO with with, with weapons melee weapons, yeah. it's it's a must interest <laughs> if that makes sense. It's something you have to be interested in, but um, I, I will see. I will definitely I will definitely play it. not day one, but if if a neighbor has it, <laughs> I'll definitely be playing yeah. it. How long do you yeah. think their exclusive period will be, Stephen? What do you think? Um, which exclusive? Do you think that it eventually is going to come to Xbox? Is that story. what you're saying? Well, I mean, it's on PlayStation and Epic Game Store, and those are obviously both purchased exclusives. But. Yeah. I, I actually don't know, Devin. Like, um, there hasn't been any talk about it being a timed exclusive. I don't know. But also, I can't imagine that it would stay exclusive Sony forever. Your, I mean, uh, no. <laughs> I mean the Sony Ninjas might cut your store. They'll, they'll do that with a, um, with a Lego don't you talk about Razor Blade. I, so I don't know. I haven't even thought about it coming to other coming to other places just because it's like there's been no discourse around timed exclusivity or anything like that i mean maybe it just stays exclusive to sony maybe it just stays exclusive to i mean um, they have a larger reach obviously with the epic game store with what 60 million people use the epic game store now right or at least yeah. they, it's been downloaded that many times um 
But whereas like PlayStation Five will be five to ten million, possibly. Maybe more if they hit their limit. Yeah, if they actually produce it and they work. Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I would imagine like either they got paid a lot of money just to keep it exclusive, or if it's if they didn't, they would want it to be as many places as possible. I mean, I'm sure they would have loved if it came out on the PlayStation Four because of the install base that the PlayStation Four has. But it's going to be pretty hard, especially now with the coronavirus and how things are going production-wise. Like, how many units are they going to even move on the PlayStation 5 at launch? Um, Because we don't even know when it's going to launch. I mean, we've been told that it is going to launch this season. But, I mean, there's no definitive answer on that other than they say it is. But, I mean, that could change it anytime. I mean, we will see the controller tomorrow. But, yeah, I mean... (laughs) What was that? So, so it, it will be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see, like... You know, I, I'm excited for the game. I want to see more. Yeah. I definitely, they haven't shown off a ton. And considering we're already in July and we're, you know, maybe a couple months away from the launch of these consoles. And this is going to be a launch title. So we're just kind of waiting, I think, on Sony to announce when this is coming out. So that we you can know that we're getting day of launch or within the launch period? It's a, it's a launch title. So, I mean, they've always said it's going to be a launch title for PlayStation 5. So it hasn't said anything about launch window. Well, it's going to come out at the same time. So that's why we haven't got a date for, for either because we're waiting for Sony to say, hey, this is when it's coming out. So so look more into Godfall because that's going to be pretty interesting. 12 Valor plates to roll around in. Um, there's a lot of information. Yeah. If you want oh, more 14 info. 14 is that other game. 14 is, I don't know what game you're talking about. The No, it's not 14. That's only four. The one that they just had the beta for, Mortal Shell. That's I was thinking nope. of different. Yeah, that's only four. Yeah, so if you want more info on Godfall, just go over to the YouTube channel, Godfall 101. That's where I'm making content over there. You can check that out. So, cool. All right, Devin, you wanted to talk about anything else? I think that's – I mean, we have some other small news, like Tom Holland is on set um, recording for the Uncharted movie finally, and it's been like 13 years of hearing about an Uncharted film. I thought somebody confirmed that they were in pre-production, but they're not in production yet. Because IGN reported that they were in production, but then they released another tweet later that said that Sony contacted them and said they're in pre-production, but there's not currently production going on yet. And why is Tom Holland, you know, on Instagram putting out a picture of his chair that says Sony, right? You can't trust them. You can't trust corporations. I don't know. (laughs) No. Yeah, you can't trust those corporations, Xbox Ambassador (laughs) Devin. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're out for the money. That's what it's all about. So anyway. So that's what, yeah, that's think, what a business is, right? I mean, a lot of people. That this is a movie that's been has had multiple directors, multiple writers, multiple leads. I think um, shoot, who's the guy from Transformers? He just came out with that Spencer Confidential. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Uh, Shia, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah, Wahlberg. So oh, Wahlberg, Wahlberg was Wahlberg was slated to play as Nathan Drake, and then it's been 14 years, so now he's going to play Nathan Drake, uh, like older sibling or something, his mentor figure. So that's how long this movie has been in production. <laughs> that the main character has gotten too old to play the main character, so he's going to play the not main character. So I guess that's cool. And the other, the only other news that there is to talk about is like Henry Cavill's making a PC, and the internet's losing its I had mind. To bring it up. That a celebrity is making a PC and all of a sudden this is like the biggest news ever and people have to write. It's like, okay, like, I mean, he's human. Like, did, did we not expect him to ever put together a PC? I don't know why people are losing their minds about it. Maybe that's and just it, me. And Maybe. he's like talked about that multiple times in interviews like that he 
PC yeah. built his own. Maybe that's why he built it because he's oh like, my God, people don't believe me that I built my own PC. So I think it's over. I think it's because um he has to get something to get his mustache removed. And, <laughs> right? It needs money to remove his mustache. No, I'm thinking the wrong dude. Sorry, I'm thinking the wrong. No, dude. that no, that's, that's Henry Superman? Cavill. That's Henry Cavill. Yeah. yeah. So Henry Cavill, he he tells yeah. a story that um, he almost missed the casting call for Superman because he was raiding in World of Warcraft. So that uh, like he was just like he was raiding, he got the call, and I don't remember how the story goes because I'm like, okay, he's a celebrity, he can play video games too. I don't know why this is like the biggest thing ever. I guess maybe if I was like you know if someone else was jacked and like was famous and they were doing something, people would lose their mind. I don't know. The internet's weird. I guess it's at least something positive to get excited about. So, I don't know. Yeah, and that's how we'll end the show. Thanks for coming to our Henry Cavill hour, talking about Henry Cavill making PC games. Next week's going to be a good week, right? So Next week, we have the Microsoft show. That's going to be exciting. I thought it was this week. It feels like we've been waiting on that show for forever since the PlayStation um, show. So, Rick, thanks for hanging out with us. We really appreciate you coming and telling us about um, Stadia getting the hype going for for Stadia. Would you like to tell our listeners where you can be found, where they can follow you and your show? Yeah, right now I'm on Anchor, but um, it ports me out to a lot of other um, sites. I think I'm on iTunes. Spot, I'm definitely on Spotify, but definitely check me out on Anchor. Just look for Rick Tone or the Stadia Hour podcast. And I'm on Twitter, Rick Tone. Any questions, I don't mind. Troubleshooting cool. too. <laughs> yeah, so everyone go check out uh go follow him on Twitter, go check out those um podcasts and get excited. I know Phadrian is a huge um Stadia fan. He oh, says nice. good to hear he says yeah. good to hear it from you, Rick. Um so yeah. Cool. Phadrian loves Stadia. Yeah. So awesome. that's Rick Tone, that's the Stadia Hour, or you can follow him on on Twitter. So he'll be he's linked on our on the Twitter on the tweet that we sent out for the show if you want to find him that way. Yeah. All right. So, everyone, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Honest in the this chat, Phaedron distracting Devin and making him, like, super upset about everything. <laughs> ADT, thanks for hanging out. SJ, again, everyone uh, lurking in the chat, right. thank you so much for hanging out. And until next time, guys, I, again, lost the new outro that Mike made. So, Devin's going to stall for me. Uh, yeah, so exciting. Who's excited to see the hands-on with the PlayStation DualSense tomorrow? I think I think they they had to do the show because people were showing those images and making the controllers look larger than they really were. So they're like, all right, we need to get get this out there and show them the actual size of this controller uh, because we have nothing else to talk about. Um, but <laughs> no. Uh, no, I think it'll be interesting. I don't know how they're going to do a full like thank half hour show. Thank you for listening to the Freelancer Codex. No, thank you. A podcast for brought to you by the I'm Shut just going to keep talking over this whole. Follow network. us at Freelancer Codex on Twitter or <laughs> have Twitch. a great night. Everybody. Send emails to Freelancer Codex <laughs> at gmail.com or voice <laughs> messages to anchor.fm slash Freelancer Codex slash message. We wish to thank all of our Patreons. We are grateful for you all. And it's Thank repeating. You for ah, to the freelancer it's, it's the same every week. Every, every time, time, man. Every time. Thanks for watching, stream. We'll catch you later.